T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This time on Vet Story. The NFL refusing to run the AmVets ad in their Super Bowl program. Uh, so what they told us uh, through the process was that they did not want to take a stance. Being respectful of the flag is a political stance. Do I want the NFL weighing in on DACA? Do I want the NFL weighing in on uh, Social Security and health care? I don't. I'm not going to say the name of the next Twitter user at AmVets headquarters. I mean, that's a pretty serious accusation, man. Right. So that was my understanding of the story at the time. To pay money to run this ad in the program quietly and silently. That was our plan. Welcome to another episode of Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Brace. So you thought the national anthem debate was over, right? Well, this week, the NFL gave birth to a new baby conflict. And this time, it's with veterans. This whole controversy ignites over a simple print ad in the game day program. In a recent interview with AmVet's executive director, Joe Chanelli, Morning Briefing host Eric Dame describes the start of this controversy. The NFL has told your organization, American Veterans, a.k.a. AmVets, that they will not run this ad that is simply a picture of a color guard with our national ensign that says, hashtag, please stand. So uh, have they given you any any of their, what, what's their official reason for why they're saying they won't run this ad? Uh, so what they told us uh, through the process was that they did not want to take a stance on the issue. Our Our position is that that's exactly what they're doing by rejecting our ad. And now, so you can hear the exact words, let me read to you from the email I received from Brian McCarthy, VP of NFL Communications. And mind you, this is the same paragraph that they pretty much emailed every news outlet. So this really isn't exclusive. Dear sir, the Super Bowl game program is designed for fans to commemorate and celebrate the game, players, teams, and the Super Bowl. It's never been a place for advertising that could be considered by some as a political statement. The NFL has long supported the military and veterans and will again salute our service members in the Super Bowl with memorable on-field moments that will be televised as part of the game. So what was political about the copy, hashtag please stand? That's a question AmVets Joe Chanelli is still asking. I don't find anything political in here. Now, there, there's no denying, and we're not trying to deny that this is a, a hot-button issue. Um, it's one that we feel that, um, the NFL made political um, back in October uh, when the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, wrote a letter to the owners uh, that really outlined the politics of this. And in that letter, by the way, he said that the player should stand himself, uh, which made this, the censorship even more surprising to us. Uh, that He's censoring what... Uh, he actually personally believes, seemingly. A point Eric and Joe discussed. 
what I was reading is that a third-party publisher sells the ad space, the, but the NFL gets approval of what goes in the program. And in fact, they have an ad that's going to be in there from the VFW that says, um, you know, uh, we stand for veterans and then it lists some of the benefits. So that could be read as, you know, like that's just a, a statement totally separate from uh, the flag issue. And they also say that they asked you guys to consider saying, please stand for our veterans, which I don't think is exactly what the message was intended to be from AMVETS, uh, but that, that they said they didn't get uh they waited for an answer and they never got an answer back. So is that true? I mean, did they reach out to you guys about that and you just didn't reply? They they are incorrect. And, um, you know, one thing in there talks about that third party. And I'm not sure if that third party did or did not pass back our response. But our response was clearly no. We did not want to change away from our message. Um, we discussed if there was a more respectful way or we suggested if there was a more su- um, respectful way to express our message then we'd entertain that idea. Um, but as, as you just pointed out, what, what they were trying to change our word into was really changing our message away altogether. And, you know, as I said in the, the beginning of this conversation here, we're not in the business of putting out display ads where we just talk about ourselves as an organization. We, we try to be very strategic in, in our messaging so that we are, are making sure that our point is really brought across and our point is that we feel that everyone should be standing for the flag um it's that simple huh interesting and that's the way the media felt about it interesting news outlets picked the story up around the country and within a day or so it was getting some buzz now, no stranger to getting some buzz is my colleague here and sports pro Danny of the Grant and Danny Show on DC's WJFK 1067 The Fan. How you doing, man? Very well, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And we work opposite ends of the hallway. Yours is all pro sports all the time, and ours is all veteran things all the time. Precisely. That's that's a by the way, that's a good one sentence summary. It would have taken me an hour and a half to do that, as I fill four hours every day with my <laughs> verbose gum flapping. I love it, man. And um, I'd like to think that this is actually a true indication of how one might feel about this story with respect to AMVET's Super Bowl program ad being declined by the NFL because um, in full disclosure, you haven't seen the ad. Right. I haven't seen it. And and to be honest with you, when you, you asked me to do this, I was very reluctant because I'm kind of ill-informed about it. So I guess that it kind of fits your, your case study here. Um, this was a... Bigger, larger, overarching topic for us early in the season. It was inescapable um, as news was made Mm -hmm. by it. And our sports cycle is even more vicious potentially and perhaps than the regular news cycle in the sense that the the lightning hyperspace with which we move on to the next thing – is always there because of the accessibility of athletes and social media and kind of you know the, the news agenda resets by the hour instead of by the day right, at this right. point. So it's not something that's come up generally as the as the here in DC as the Redskins have struggled. That's kind of been our story Monday <laughs> through Friday uh, over the course of the year. Now what I'm about ready to show you is where I think it gets reinvigorated by an NFL who has some public affairs challenges at times. Mm-hmm. This ad the NFL declined to run it because they claimed the copy I'm about to show you is too political. So here I am, spinning around the screen. 
So you got a flag uh, with the hashtag please stand, right. and then at the bottom, closer to fine print, make a $20 tax-deductible donation and help us help veterans by texting veterans to 444-999, and then even more fine print with a QR right. code that you would you know scan on your phone. Right, right. Now, on its face, it there's no nudity, there's no profanity. It doesn't even seem as though that is a bitter pill to swallow there as far as advertising. It looks pretty straightforward and what one might expect from a veteran service organization, right, that's patriotic, that supports veterans, that supports veteran causes. It's a color guard, a flag, and the word hashtag please stand. Right. So, yeah, just if, if you had no context and were – I've just emerged from Iraq uh, under, you know, seven years of blissful sleep, and I saw that, I'd go, oh, that's completely unoffensive, and there's no way anybody could take anything out of that. Of course, we know that there is there is context. There is that panoramic uh, 360 degrees to it. So, again, t- to me, not offended by that, but I'm right. also busy not being offended, whereas the rest of our society sprints to be offended and then demonstrate how they're the most offended in an online contest every day. Now, it's interesting that Danny said that, because without knowing this story, he pretty much explained the entire next chapter. Let's take some of the replies to AmVet's initial tweet on this story. Maybe instead they should post an ad calling for an end to police brutality. And out of professional respect, I'm not going to say the name of the next Twitter user. At AmVet's headquarters. This is a cynical and blatant attempt to get donations and media exposure. The NFL offered them a compromise. Now they go around talking about how the league hates vet speech. They don't speak for all veterans. Then there's this two-way thread that epitomizes the fight has definitely spilled over into the stands. The NFL has now chosen a side for the national anthem protest. They chose kneeling. A very sad day for the league. To which another Twitter user replies, They chose neither side. Stop being an extremist. And then there's a reply that says, I'm not an extremist, just calling a spade a spade. If they allow players to kneel and air the players kneeling on TV, they should allow the other side to protest as well. Allowing one and not allowing the other is called choosing a side. Now, while Twitter is turning into a bar fight, the MVETS communication director is doing his job and finding a way to get coverage of this story on TV. John Holworth, communications director for American Veterans. John explained how this story actually became a different story altogether when things got a little out of control on Facebook. Yeah, it's a closed Facebook group. It's full of people with public affairs backgrounds, and a lot of people with military public affairs backgrounds have done a lot of work with different news agencies, and and they're in there. And so, yeah, I asked. I said, colleagues, you know, if you know anyone at Fox News, please help me out. Among some of the things you said, you expect Fox News in particular is going to eat the story up because it's in their wheelhouse. It'll get play in a lot of places, and you, you're going to actively engage everyone you can. But for Fox specifically, it's got a flipping bow on it. You actually typed that? Yes, and you know, in proper context, I mean, this is, uh, this is something I said to yeah, a closed group of public affairs pro- professionals for whom like, you know, it should have been um, – Really, just a statement of fact, kind of like uh, public affairs professionals who know the media environment should should just know that. Okay, let's just fast forward now where someone in that group, Twitter user, Willful Nicehound, decided to screen cap parts of your conversation and then take them over to Twitter. So your Facebook conversation got hijacked and then retweeted. And in his tweet featuring your screen caps, he said that the communications director for AMVET's sole purpose for these ads was to rile up Fox News grandpas. 
And, ah, and, no. And, no, I did not go anywhere close to admitting that my sole purpose. That's just false. So the thread continues, willful nice hound talks, and then even other veterans join the comment thread and start taking swings. Uh, my name is Naveed Shah. I'm a veteran of the U.S. Army. Naveed, how you doing? I'm doing well, so how are you? Really good, really good. Now, you're a member of this, what's it called? The group is just called Public Affairs. Uh, it's for military public affairs professionals from all branches. Now, as you saw kind of things unfold and you noticed that there was, uh, you know, our friend over at AMVETS, uh, John, was looking for some contacts at Fox News. Give me some context. How did you feel about those posts? What did you think of this story? Sure. I mean, the, you know, when I first saw it uh, in the morning, I just kind of logged in and that was the, one of the first posts I saw. And he had posted it just a few minutes ago uh, when I saw it. And initially, my immediate thoughts were, you want contact specifically at Fox News, so there's got to be some sort of spin to this already, right? You're not pre- you're not presenting a a, uh, a fair and balanced story. It's going to be some sort of spin to it. So what's the spin? And he was very um, um, tight-lipped with the details. It wasn't about you know he didn't want to just disclose to the group what uh, the, it was in context to. All right, let's take a look at what some of the posts said and follow me here, if you will. User willful nice hound. And specifically, he said, yeah, the National Communication Directors of, of Anvets admits that his sole purpose for the place, uh, his sole purpose for the Please Stand ads was to rile up Fox News grandpas and own the libs. Right. <laughs> and that's what I thought was really funny. I mean, because Anvets is not, uh, you know, I haven't heard, heard a whole lot about this veterans group uh, compared to the, you know, the American Legion or the Veterans of Foreign Wars or um, a myriad of other veterans groups out there. Um, so it kind of makes sense that, you know, he would want to make some noise about it. Now, Naveed, I got to notice within this Twitter thread, you said that the AMVETS communications director posted this whole thing up before the NFL even declined their ad. I mean, that's a pretty serious accusation, man. Right. So that was my understanding of the story at the time. I can't, and from what I've read from other people and speaking with other people as well, that's what it sounded like, that, that he had submitted the ad and then solicited, solicited um, you know, contacts with Fox News uh, immediately. So I, I didn't know how long this had been going on. Obviously, I haven't seen the emails from the NFL between, between the NFL and the MVEDS. All right, then. So you see sometimes down there in the Twitter trenches, it's easier to talk smack than it is to check facts. Yeah, that's, that's just patently false. I went to work on Monday morning knowing that the deadline was over. And to be fair to the group, it did work. There are a lot of per- people who reached out to me in PMs as I requ- as I requested and helped me out a lot. What happened publicly in that group was like a massive troll fest and went right off the rails. Since the story began making headlines, it's mutated away from the friggin' point. Website Code Red News actually published a story with the headline, Exclusive, Behind the Scenes of AMVET's Cynical NFL Advertising Controversy. Let me tell you this. AMVET was ready and willing to pay money to run this ad in the program quietly and silently. That was our plan. And had the NFL not rejected our ad, we would have paid for the privilege of quietly running it in a program that would just be distributed to the attendees at the game. 
the idea that it was all some kind of uh, subversive master plan to turn it into what it became is just, you know, it's, it's not true. It's cynical. Now, I tried to get the NFL to comment on this further, but all I got was an email, which is why I returned to my conversation with sports talker Danny of the Grant and Danny Show at Washington, D.C.'s legendary 106.7 The Fan. What's the NFL's job? If, if there was such a thing, what is the NFL in business of? If Are they in business of societal change? Are they in business of taking positions on taxes? Are they in position of taking, you know, on uh, hot button social issues? Or do I want the NFL weighing in on DACA? Do I want the NFL weighing in on uh, social security and health care? I don't. They're, they're an entertainment football organization. Any, their job is to provide entertainment. And inevitably, athletes who are in the public eye will spillover is not the right term, but you're eventually going to have folks that have opinions on things, whether they're controversial or not. That's inevitable because, again, we live in a society. This is not just autonomous robots that we see once a week. There's now more access and more, again, that 360-degree that viewpoint. I, I don't leave it to them to solve all of our issues and woes. I don't I don't take my social cues from Roger Goodell. I don't really care what he thinks, to be honest with you, about how we should solve health care or wh- what my tax rate should be or anything else. His job is to provide entertainment and make sure that you know players and owners and whoever else don't step in it. That's right. So if part of the NFL entertainment involves the anthem and the flag, then have two things. Respect and responsibility. And this goes for everyone, fans included. Accept the responsibility that your actions may have the unintended consequence of pissing somebody off. And have respect. I mean, it's your First Amendment right to say, F*** this group, or call people names. But at the end of the day, without being responsible for our own actions, we're all just sucker-punching each other in an endless barroom brawl. For the NFL, you kind of opened the door to this fight when you wrapped yourself in the flag and made a pregame staple out of the anthem and accepted tons of money to do cutaways about the troops. Reunions with military service members and color guards. Flyovers with F-18s. I mean, I get it. It's a cool thing to watch, and I'm glad you do it. But you don't get to decide what you think is political speech versus patriotic speech just to keep your ass covered from offending anybody. Bottom line, you put it all out there. And I know your league didn't intend to have this debate over what one player kind of started about an entirely different cause. But now that it's happened, you got to respect that that flag means a hell of a lot to some people. You got to bear both the responsibility and deliver the respect. As for me personally, when I'm at a game, Or a function, when I hear the anthem, I'll stand. I'm Phil Briggs, and I'll talk to you again, maybe over a cold beer and a football game, on Vet Story. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.